Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning, everybody. I'm hoping you find me again. This is Truth Light, and the show is The Light of Truth. We had some blog talk issues yet again yesterday. <laughs> you know, one of these days I'll have an assistant who can figure out the technical stuff for me, and, and we'll find out how much of these blog talk issues are actually blog talks issues and how many of them are actually mine. So for now, you have a non-techie trying to be of service and brighten your day a little bit. So uh, I make it when I can. So here we are. And uh, actually today I'm coming to you from Sacred Light of Sedona, the center that I work in um, or work through, I should say, in uh, Sedona. And so I'm actually right in the heart of the Red Rock Canyon, so I cannot even describe the views to you that I wake up to this morning. And uh, so what I'm going to do is take some pictures and uh, I'll post them on the Facebook page that if you go to uh, my page on Blog Talk Radio, there's a link to my Facebook page. And uh, I'll post some pictures so you can see what I'm looking at as I do this show today. <laughs> so it's really, um, I just think there's no other place in the world quite like it, actually. And we hear that from the tourists who come from all over the world. So I'm thinking it might be true. So uh, anyway, I hope you all are doing well today and happy Tuesday. And uh, today we are going to try to talk about why we can't go home again. You know the saying, you can't go home again? Well, why is that? You know? And so I used to do some uh, universal law classes, and uh, I grew up with, some people grew up with the Bible, I grew up with universal laws and principles. <laughs> so um, it's uh, it's a little bit different perspective than, than a lot of people might have. And so uh, we're going to go into at least that, the main universal law that, that uh, deals with why you can't go home again. And the reason we're doing this is because, you know, all week long I, I have people come in and out of the center and I deal with clients via the phone from all over the place. And, and there tends to be a theme that runs through of what people are going through. And that's because we're all living within the same energy, you know. And so, uh, so sometimes it feels like, you know, we probably ought to do a show on that because if everybody that I'm dealing with is going through the same thing or similar stuff, then... Odds are you guys out there who might be listening are as well. And so uh, so that's why we're doing this. It seems to be a common theme for uh, for people at the moment. And so, so yeah, that's what we'll do today. And uh, so before we start the show, you know, we used to start with the meditations. And now we end with the meditations. And I kind of like that because it gets you guys grooving for the day. And But for right now, just... You know, everybody just kind of take a moment and breathe. <laughs> I don't think we take enough time to do that. So if we just take a moment and breathe and feel ourselves center and say good morning to ourselves. And I know some of you are in different time zones. For me, it's 7.30 in the morning. And so I actually scheduled this show so that I do it just kind of as I got out of bed. And I'm having my first cup of coffee and and hanging out with you guys. So... If we all just relax and remember those energy centers that run through our being, that's wonderful. And uh, Okay, so the reason for this show is because I've run into a lot of people who um, seem to be wanting to recapture something. They want to, you know, well, I had my kids when I was young, and so I never got to really figure out what I wanted to do or 
I got married when I was young, and I've always been a wife and a mom or a dad and a father and whatever. And uh, so now they want to recapture their youth. (laughs) So we want to kind of figure out, you know, you can spend a lot of time trying to recapture your youth, but the fact is that you're never going to do it because it's gone, so to say, it's gone, you know. This lifetime, you're not going to be 20 again. That's just not going to happen. And uh, while you're busy trying to be 20, you're not going to enjoy 45 or whatever it is that you are. So we're going to take a look at why can't you recapture your youth? Why, after a divorce, can't you just go back to who you were before you got married? And one of the main reasons is this pesky universal law thing. These laws that um, cannot be shaken, cannot be changed. They've been in place throughout time. They're vibrational laws, and rather than man-made, or you know, and and so we just have to learn how to work in harmony with them, and have them work for us rather than against us. So, what we're going to do is we're going to learn to understand energy today. And hopefully it'll be fascinating and not boring, right? I think I'm good at making things not boring, even if they could be. So we'll see. So the law, the universal law that we're dealing with today is perpetual transmutation of energy. And there's a big hunk and bunch of words to say on only one cup of coffee. Perpetual transmutation of energy, which means that energy is ever-changing. It's always morphing. It never stays the same not for even a fraction of a second. And so because we are energy, everybody we interact with is energy, we can't ever go back to where we were when we started. And we have to get that through our heads. We can reharmonize with who we were and incorporate that into our vibration. But we're never going to go back to where we were. It's... uh. So this energy that is perpetually transmutating, right, it's ever-changing, ever-morphing, that means that you are different than you were when we started this show. I am different than I was when we started this show. My beagle, who is determined to have me throw the ball at the moment, but not winning the battle, is different than he was when we started the show because energy is always transmutating and morphing. So if you can think of, you know, in uh, I'm sure we've all seen the when they take um, the pictures of like a flower going from seedling to uh, to a or a tree or whatever up to full grown. When we kind of see that in fast forward motion, um, it's a really good example. How is that flower going to go back or that tree going to go back into that seed? It can't happen. That energy is ever-changing and ever-morphing. And so you are like that flower or that that seedling of whatever kind. And so is everyone around you. So, for example, um, I've had a lot of people coming in who are... are uh, either they're going through divorce or the other one that really gets people that they're not prepared for is the empty nest thing. The kids are leaving now. Well, I've been a mom my whole life or I've been a dad my whole life. I don't even I don't even know my wife anymore. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure what to do. My life has been about my kids and now they're leaving. 
And so people, their knee-jerk reaction is, oh, I can get back to the things I loved before I raised my kids. And on one hand, that's potentially true. But you have to remember, how many years did it take you to raise your kids and how many lessons, how many life experiences, how many morphs and changes of your energy have occurred in that (laughs) 18 years? I say laughing very hard, 18 years, huh? probably 20, 25 years. Um, we, we think it's going to be 18 years, but that's one of those life experiences and lessons we get along the way is that that's not really how it works. So, so your kids are leaving the nest or your husband slash wife, whatever, has decided that they're going to move on and, and just change their course and, and their path and in turn changing yours as well. And you're left with, well, what do I do now? You know, you realize you're not who you were when you started, but you're not, you're so busy trying to figure out what you can go back to that you don't think about how you can go forward. And so one of the things that has to happen is people have to stop and realize all the growth, all the changes that have happened along the way. Who who have you become along the way? You know, and you can find whatever version of yourself you like because that energy has been transmutating in every possible direction. When you watch um, atoms or molecules or whatever, as they're growing on a molecular level, they grow out in a in a full spectrum. So it's not like they just only grow in one direction, Right. If you watch cells split and different things happen, it's all around. It's typically in a balanced manner. So you have naturally been growing in a balanced manner, but you've only been focusing on one or two aspects of that. So as your energy has been perpetually transmutating, you're growing and you're changing, but you're only able to focus on one or two aspects of that growth and change because you have a human brain that can only focus on so much at a time and you've got other things going on in your life. So as the kids leave the nest or as the husband, wife, whoever, significant other, decides to change their path and in turn changing yours or maybe you're deciding to change the path, um, stepping back and going, oh, okay, and what other directions have I been growing in that I didn't even see is a really healthy way to handle things. So... you you are going to waste time. And I'll just be very blunt about that. You're going to waste time and waste opportunity if you're trying to go backwards because you can never put that energy back in the box that it started out with. You have, you've outgrown all the boxes that you've gone through in the years. You've outgrown who you were and and you're morphing and changing whether you realize it or not. It just happens without your knowledge. And so now it's time to go, okay, I've been perpetually transmutating. The the electrons and protons and energy and, and structures and everything of your house. You know, so if we, if every single thing, if we, literally, if we try to go home again, <clears throat> right? Have you ever, you know, oh my God, I can't wait to go back and see my family. It'll be so great. And we go back and wow, it feels totally different, Right. I actually, um, for it's interesting, thank God I understand this, right? Because, you know, as some of you know, I have a little studio kind of apartment that is adjoined to Sacred Light of Sedona. 
and um, and another business that I've got going that's candy bouquets. It's just fun and pretty and elegant and ooh, fun. So um, <laughs> you do so much serious work, you've got to have some fun or else life just sucks. So anyway, so I'm down here rather than in my beautiful little Flagstaff house up in the mountains in the forest uh, for a good part of the week and then I go home maybe once or twice a week just to let the dogs run in the yard and go center myself in beyond the mountain and in the forest and so when I go home the first time I went home it had changed so dramatically that I actually just sat on the couch and cried because it felt so weird to me um now granted I'm trained to be very 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 alt ultimately very sensitive to the energetic changes in places and the energetic field places. But my sons are living up in Flagstaff now and taking care of things for me while I'm down here. And so very different energy, right? Because that energy in the house and on the property is going to transmutate in harmony with who's there. So when my energy comes in, it's no longer my energy because it's been shifting and transmutating. And even though it's only been a week or whatever, it's still, it's constant. It doesn't take a day off. It doesn't take an hour off. It's constantly shifting and changing. And so when I walk into my house, wow, did it feel different. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't my little house. It didn't feel like my little house. Now, within an hour it did because I understand this theory and I was able to sort of um, radiate my energy into the mix so that as it was transmutating for that hour, it was bringing my vibration back into it. So one of the things that you can do is you understand this theory and this universal law that this is always occurring is before you go someplace, you can put your energy into that place from wherever you are, right? So you can sit in your in your New Mexico house and you can project energy to your old family home in New York where you're going to go for the holidays or whatever it may be. And you can just put your energy into the mix. Just allow as this energy, as the molecules, as everything is perpetually shifting and changing, it brings in your energy into the fold. If you're going to a job interview, you can do this. You can bring your energy into the place and allow it to be there for a little while, mixing and matching and transmutating into the office or the the place of business, whatever it may be, and allow that energy to already feel like a part of things when you go in for the interview. There's all different ways that you can use this once you understand it. So it's not all bad. Understanding it isn't, oh, crap, I just can't go home again. It's how do you make things work so that you're not wasting your time. So we can't become 20 again. We can become as healthy as we were at 20, or we can at least come close to it as we as we move through life. We can, because we are perpetually changing and mutating, or transmutating, I should say, <laughs> um, we're never stuck where we are. That's the other beautiful part. Yes, you can't go home again and have it be exactly as it was. You can't go back to exactly who you were when something occurred and you want to make that occur again, so you want to be that person again. That's not going to work. What you can do is incorporate some of that energy back into a situation. You can think about how things were back then and bring that vibration as you sit with it into whatever you're transmutating. Now, that's part of manifestation. That's a part of, you know, when you really get into uh, the universal law work, 
and the universal principles, there are so many different things that you can do with it that are really functional and helpful. Um, it's, it's really quite amazing. And so part of manifestation is aligning with the vibration that you would like to bring into your life so that you're redirecting as your, as your molecules, your energies are transmutating, you're aligning that, okay, I'd like us to transmutate in this direction, please. That's basically what you're saying. I'm going to put all of my focus and all of my energy in this direction so that the energy that is constantly changing is is very focused in the direction that it transmutates and moves towards. So that's actually what's happening. You're bringing the two vibrations together by focusing on what you would like to move towards and bringing your energy towards it so that you're almost pulling that towards you and you're moving and meeting it in the middle is kind of what happens. So, you know, this is a lot. It's a very, I really sort of went back and forth with my angels about whether we were actually going to do this show today because it's kind of deep and it's an awful lot for first thing in the morning and usually there's a whole class that goes with it. Um, I would say probably we're going to offer the Universal Laws online at some point soon uh, the classes. Otherwise, I doubt we would have been doing this show via a radio show. I think they're probably trying to show me that we can do this. So, um, you know, so we'll let you know if that happens. But there are seven universal laws, and this is the law of perpetual transmutation. So you could actually look it up, and it's it's out there, and and that's ancient because it's been here infinitely forever. Um, so we are only. We have we still have 42 minutes for the show. We still have most of our show to go. So I would love to have questions or comments, that kind of thing, if you guys like. Um, I know that in most cases people are listening to the archives, so please feel free to message me. And uh, and I know, I will say, the people that have been trying to get a hold of me lately, I, I apologize profusely. I have been working about 70 hours a week with the center and then also trying to take care of uh, opening my own business. And so I've been horrible about communications. I've really been trying. I just haven't gotten the knack of bending that time so that there's, you know, 48 hours in a day instead of 24. So things should be settling down now as we are very excited because this week, Miss Jessica, who actually owns the center, um, is coming back to really be there full time. So very excited about that and I can step kind of aside and just and just do my thing and get with my clients and the people who want to contact me and and uh so that'll be really neat. And uh anyway, so you know Jessica is actually a really good example. We you guys hear her a lot on the show. She'll call in and she's taking her son to school. Um but she started out as a student of mine and uh, just a random person at the the basic level core class that I do where everybody starts kind of as the angel meet and greet. And uh, from there, she, she started taking more and more classes. And eventually, uh, the Mystical Truth team, which is uh, a group of enlightened beings that sort of guide me on creating classes and helping people and that kind of thing, um, they chose her to be the assistant for Mystical Truth. And so, I don't know, probably three years or so, she was the assistant, and now she has her own center in Sedona, which I got to tell you is no small feat. It is a very big deal to actually have a thriving center in Sedona, and hers is just banging out business. It's 
it's amazing. People are just flocking in going, I couldn't drive by. I had to come in. I don't even know why I'm here. And so talk about manifestation. You know, she used to be a paralegal. <laughs> when we left Florida, she was a paralegal, had no clue she was going to be opening a center. And she has just allowed, that's the thing, if you can just live in your light, know your vibration, and allow the blossoming to occur, you can be like that seed or that flower that we see in the fast forward motion, you know, if you just let it begin to blossom and don't hold yourself to any particular concepts, it can be amazing. You know, it can be just amazing. If you had talked to her a year ago, we opened in February, if you had talked to her a year ago in September, she had no thoughts whatsoever of opening a center, none. And now she's got 2,200 square feet, which in Sedona is pretty darn big. And she has practitioners and people coming in wanting to teach classes, and she's an actual legitimate business owner in Sedona, Arizona, which is a huge deal because not many people make it. So it's very interesting to watch her and her husband allow this perpetual transmutation to happen. You know, now they did take um, a lot of training as far as universal law classes and working with your angels and all of that, and so. You know, they work together on it, and it's quite um, fascinating to watch the process as as basically normal people. I mean, they're very mainstream normal people, but they're allowing this process to happen, and it's really neat to see how their family is growing and expanding and changing and, and coming together closer and closer all the time because they're doing it together. So now they have an area of the country where they thought they were going to move, they have land already purchased. They have all kinds of stuff. What would happen if they went back there now? I don't know. Because the energy in that space has been transmutating, right, and changing without their energy added to it. And they've been out here in the Southwest morphing and changing and growing. So now if they were to go back to their land there, it would be interesting to see how they felt about it. At one point, they thought that was going to be their home. And then they realized that, no, this really, this direction is where we want to go, is southwest, and so they came out here instead. And so that's the kind of thing, though, where you can say, but God, for years I thought I was going to end up over here. And I've been, they've only been here two years. I would say if they were to go back to their land, um, in the on the east, you know, on the east, um, it would not be what it used to be for them, because now they've felt the healing of Sedona, they've felt the healing of Flagstaff, this very very sacred ground, and although their land is beautiful, it doesn't have what this has. It doesn't have that expedited transmutation. Really, your energy is shifting and changing so fast, but it's with all the vortexes, all the different sacred ground around you're morphing and changing at an exponential rate. And so uh, to go back to another place, especially kind of in the East, um, and although there, don't get me wrong, a lot of beautiful places in the East, I'm not bashing the East, but for these particular people, this has been an incredible journey. So to go back to where they started, um, that energy has been changing and their energy has been changing in a different direction. And so that's the whole principle behind you can't go home again. Because it's 
um, you come back in and it just doesn't feel the same, you know? Just, you know, you go see your old school or you go back to a place that you used to work to see all your old friends and or you move and you go back to see your friends in, you know, in the neighborhood that you used to live in. It's just not quite the same. It may be nice, but after a day or two or whatever, it's just not the same, you know? It's because it's been growing and changing and so have you. And you can't stop that whether you see the change or not, whether you see the growth or not. Those molecules are shifting. The particles of energy are dancing around and becoming new things and taking on the vibrations and the experiences of wherever you are and whoever you're interacting with and that kind of thing. And and then you go back to a place that isn't the same because it's also been transmutating. And so the odds of you shifting and changing in harmony with one another are pretty slim, you know? So how do you apply this in life? How do you, what, what prompted me to do this? I'm seeing so many people, um, I'm seeing a lot of marriages, and I don't know what's going on, if it's just coincidence that it's the people around me, but the marriages that I see are really kind of in an upheaval and in a time of change. And so understanding this law is probably pretty important for them because what needs to happen is the uh, the change and the mutation needs to be going on with one another's energy adding to the other, right? So if you're in a marriage and one is working at this job and the other is working at that job and you've got the kids to deal with and life is just going on and blah, 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 and you don't take time to really recalibrate your energies and harmonize your energies, then the perpetual transmutation is going to happen, but it's not going to happen in harmony, if that makes sense to everybody. (laughs) And uh, so we do have a caller. I'm going to go ahead and pull over. And um, so caller from area code 256, um, I'm going to go ahead and, and pull you over with us. And so, hi, what is your name? Hi, this is Kimberly. How are you? Hi, Kimberly. I'm just going to say I'm sorry straight off the bat. Okay. Kimberly's, Kimberly's one of those that I was just talking about. <laughs> oh, my God. I have just... I have just not been able to communicate with anybody, but it's the last week of it, so. Okay, I understand. I understand. <laughs> You're awesome. You're awesome. Thanks. So, Thanks. have you have you been listening to the show today? Do you know what our topic is, or are you just joining us? I do not. I j- I'm just coming on. <laughs> well, good morning. Good morning. <laughs> so today, are you ready for this? Today we're talking about perpetual transmutation of energy. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. No, no, seriously. I've been, I've been teaching, I've been teaching my students about energy transformation. Oh, nice. Okay, very nice. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you you probably want to listen to this one then, because okay. we're all molecules and particles and God knows what and and yes. why it affects your life. So exactly. Um, I was actually raised with the universal laws instead of with the Bible, so. Oh, a little bit different good, perspective. Yeah, a little, little different, you know. Um, and I believe it's kind of based on, if I'm not mistaken, I haven't done a ton of study, but when I looked at it, um, it's based on the Hermetic principles, the stuff I was raised with, and I never knew that. 
never heard that growing up. But when I somebody said something about, oh, you're you're hermetic, and I was like, I'm thinking something else entirely. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so uh, so I looked it up, and sure enough, they really work with the universal laws and principles, and so. So that's what we're talking about today, about how you can't go home again and why. Because you're morphing and changing energetically, it never stops. And your home is morphing and changing energetically and it never stops. So when you go back, like if you go home to visit family or you go back to the school you used to go to or a job you used to work at or whatever, and it doesn't feel the same, it's because that energy has been perpetually shifting. Nothing stays the same. So sometimes we get depressed because we're like, why can't anything stay the same? And that's why. So we're talking about how it affects relationships and how it how you can work with it in your favor, that kind of thing. Mm. So. Okay, yeah, I'm going to come back and look at that show. <laughs> so what, what part of life, you know, because you're on the phone, I'm going to talk to you, right? That's how it works. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> so in your life, what kind of things have you run into where you're like, why can't I just get back to this place? Why doesn't this feel um, right? Why doesn't, you know, like some people try to get back to their 20s again after a marriage fails or, you know, do you have any of that where you're just, what, why can't it get back to the way it was? Well, you, when when you talked about family, that mm-hmm. um, that really is, is uh, key for me because, there's so much that has changed with my family, like going back home. Nothing nothing is the same when it comes to the dynamics of my family unit, mm-hmm. uh, the dynamics of um, the attitudes even, the mindset. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I, when, when you say family, it just, it just, I wish things could go back to the way they were, but right. they don't, and, you know, right. but, and, and, and it's just, it's just uh, obvious. When it comes to family, nothing stays the same. Right, and that's because everybody is morphing and changing energetically in mm-hmm. their own manner. So, right, the where the you know when we're spending time with somebody, when we spend a lot of time together, in a lot of cases, the when we're really making time because we enjoy being together, that kind of thing, our energies will morph and change kind of in a similar manner so that they remain harmonious. Right. Just like when you have two clocks together or something, the big grandfather clocks, they may be ticking separately, but if they spend enough time together, they start ticking together. And this is even if people are polar opposites, right? Me and my oldest son are polar opposites completely. Uh Like people go, really? You're related. You know, (laughs) we joke about being each other's kryptonite. It's the weirdest thing. We love each other no end. We work together as a team, but we're polar opposites. So even when we work together as a team, we're pulling each other apart. It's it's a very it's been such a life experience and such uh, a lot of lessons together. But we're morphing and changing in similar manners, but to the complete polar opposite of one another. If that makes any sense, we're so different that we actually come back around and are are almost identical. In, wow. in the complete opposite, like the real and true opposite sides of the same coin kind of thing. Uh-huh. I've never seen anything like it ever in my life. But 
we spend so much time together, like it or not, <laughs> that we morph and change and we're we're shifting in harmony. Even though, and it's kind of maintaining that opposite sides of the same coin. Whereas if he were to, if we were in different places, like we are now, right? Um, mm-hmm. We just have recently made that shift. So now he can begin perpetually mutating in his own, transmutating, I should say, in his own uh, vibration rather than doing it in tandem with mine because we both Mm -hmm. have very strong vibrations. So when you look at things as energy, it's totally different. So as your family is growing and changing and morphing and whatever, they're all probably doing it on their own. And so they're losing that harmonious state that they probably once had. You're exactly right. Yes, yes. You know, (laughs) my science is my background, so yes. But when you sit down and you think about it on a quantum physics level, it's Mm -hmm. just, wow, wow, really? Right, and see, I grew up with quantum physics for some reason. I I had the weirdest childhood I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) It sounds cool. Fun. I mean, yeah, I look back and go, oh, my God, I had so many cool opportunities. But um, I kind of look at everything on a quantum physics level. And so, you know, it's kind of neat because it does help you in this world when you can look at everything as as vibrational because vibration Mm -hmm. is constantly changing. And you can throw your energy into the mix and assist in the change to help it become more harmonious. Wow. You know? Yes, that's amazing. That's amazing. (laughs) Can I just tell you that I've had had people go, oh, my God, we love that Kimberly lady. (laughs) Really? (laughs) We have. Yes, we have. I'm so glad to hear from her again. We're so happy she's back. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so when we're, and what I was saying before, too, and, and some of the other things I want to address is, you know, this. once we understand this, and look it up, YouTube it, I don't know what, but get an understanding of this, you guys, because it's really powerful for you. If you can begin to understand this perpetual transmutation of energy and just allow the sparks of inspiration to come in, right, it will help you understand so much, you know, everything. And you got to think, even like when you go back to your house, when you go back to an old job, an old school, whatever, Things don't feel the same, even if the people aren't in it or whatever, because the building is energy. The energy in the building is perpetually transmutating. Everything is changing and shifting. And so you can even walk into a house. If you say you bought a house, just for example, you bought a new house, nobody's ever lived in it, and you come back six months later, it may feel different to you. Not always bad, but it may feel different because the energy of the house, the structure itself is perpetually transmutating. The air within the house is perpetually transmutating. So um, it's it just kind of transfers to everything, you know. So so that's I'm I'm going to listen to the whole show. And um, because this is this is going to change my teaching when it comes to words Good. and energy. Oh my yeah. gosh, you can make it so much fun. 
Yeah. Science is so much fun. And, you know, I don't know if we shared it with you or not, but we. I was, my son makes so much fun of me because I'm always we, we, we. I'm alone in the room. <laughs> but, <laughs> see, I just got a text. Yay, Kimberly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that little ding in the background was. <laughs> okay. Wow. Wow. You're becoming a little a little celebrity. <laughs> uh, I, I just happen to like what you talk about, and I like your show, I, and I, I like you. Aw, <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so did you, did you want to talk about anything in particular? You know what? When you, um, since, since you grew up the way you grew up, did you learn about sacred shapes? Mm-hmm. Um, sacred geometry. So Absolutely. does the sacred geometry have anything to do with the energy transformation? Because I yes. know with the ding, with ding, angel, ding. <laughs> with our angel Metatron, he uses um, uh, a sacred macabre. Yeah. Yep, Metatron's cube. We have it actually. Chakras. So what do the shapes have to do with clearing energy? Well, the shapes, the sacred geometrical shapes, Actually, and I'm no expert, but I, I know the basics, okay? Um, okay. Because I okay. get things in feelings. People teach me, and I get things in feelings, and I go, okay, I get it. You know, so okay. trying to put it into words okay. sometimes if I'm not really – so I'm not really trained on this, but I'm trained on it to the degree that I, I use it, just not reteaching it. So the sacred geometrical shapes are based on Fibonacci. So you're you're familiar with Fibonacci code or Fibonacci. Okay, so that's what they're based on. Um, okay. And so it's this ancient, just this ancient um, thing, and it's found all throughout nature. This, like if you look at a sunflower or a pine cone or a pineapple or anything, it's based on this Fibonacci thing, right? So um, okay. the Fibonacci sequence. So, so the sacred geometry is based on that. And so it's using the measurements that are all through the universe naturally. And so, like, I have my sound table that's constructed with sacred geometry. So when people lay on it, whether there's sound playing on it or not, it's almost like it realigns your cells and your molecules, your particles, brings wow. you back into that sacred sacred measurement, you know. So, or sacred alignment, I should say. And so... Um, and we do have Jessica on the line. I'll pull over soon. She's also one who works with sacred geometry and channels Metatron, I might add. Just oh. FYI. Oh, yeah. Okay. Kind of interesting. <laughs> we work with yeah, Metatron energy a lot in the center. A lot. Um, and so the sacred geometrical shapes, They there's a, a group called the platonic solids that go in tune with your chakras. Okay. And then... Um, what happens is, like, say say you were to take that empty house we just talked about, or your house, your, say you're traveling, right, and your house is going to be empty. If you were to put some of the different sacred geometrical shapes in your house, the energy that's perpetually transmutating would transmutate in a different manner because those shapes radiate mm. those geometrical whatevers, right, wow. the codes. So they actually influence the transmutation of the energy. So you can, and each one carries a different frequency with it. So you can actually use, like Metatron's cube is probably the highest frequency. Okay. 
you know. And so um, you can actually shift the frequency of your space or of your personal vibration if you wear it. Um, you can shift all that. Like Jessica does this organ art that we've talked about, um, and she puts uh, sacred geometrical stuff in it. And so each one carries a different frequency. So, And when we work with healing, a lot of times we work with the um, sacred geometry when healing somebody because we work with the platonic solids along their chakras. And so you can actually get, you can even just go to Amazon and say platonic solids, crystal platonic solids. And there's a group of, typically it's a group of five. I like to find the ones with seven, but they're hard okay. to find. So. So you can find the ones of five and use those in your class if, you know, that would be good because the platonic solids are very powerful and they're the base for the sacred geometry. Got it. So Just wrote it down. Okay. <laughs> so um, I'm going to pull Jessica over if that's okay. Do you have anything sure. you would like to share with us before before I let you go? No, no, no. I'm listening. Okay. Nope. Uh, you're so much fun. <laughs> She's so enthusiastic. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, we will talk to you soon, Miss Kimberly. And okay. I'm going to pull Jessica over. You have a fabulous day. And Miss Jessica, hello. 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 Good morning, everybody. Hi. So have you listened at all? Yep, I've been listening for a little bit. Look at um, you go. Okay. Yeah. So we're talking about perpetual transmutation of energy. That's right. On one cup of coffee, I'm doing it. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's a big whole honking bunch of words. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. So, and we just I'd have, have Kimberly. I'd have, write, was, I'd, have, I'd have to write that one down and Google it. <laughs> didn't you have, you didn't have the classes on those? No. Daniel had the classes on those. We're going to, we have to do that. I got pretty clearly universal law classes have to come back. So, like, soon. So, anyway. Yes, so we're talking about perpetual transmutation of energy, and we were actually using your family as a bit of an example. So how about that? (laughs) And we just had Kimberly, who was asking about sacred geometry and how that plays into it, so that was fun. So, okay, so perpetual transmutation of energy is how energy is always moving and grooving and shifting and changing. And so we're kind of talking about the why you can't go home again thing. Um, Yeah. And we're talking about, like, what I was talking about with you guys was I think it would be interesting because not only is your energy shifting and changing, but your energy is shifting and changing within the shifting and changing energy of Sedona and of Mm -hmm. sacred light of Sedona and all of that. What would it be like now for you to go back to your land on the east, you know, in the east? How would that land feel now compared to how it used to feel before you had all this shifting and changing going? Yeah, you know, and that's interesting because I've tried the past couple days um, to sort of connect with the land because it is a a sacred land as well. You know, it it has a lot of history. It's right near the Cherokee National Forest. And, um, And so there's a lot of history there. And I used to connect to it quite easily when I was in Florida. Um, but over the past two and a half years, there's been no connection. And so I tried to reconnect with it and it felt so foreign, you know, it, it just really felt vastly different. And, uh, yeah, I don't, it's, it's not, it's not the same 
the way I remember it. And I was just like, well, well that's, I'm connecting to the wrong thing. <laughs> <clears throat> because it literally is not the same. So before, yeah. when you were in Florida and you were looking at, you were aiming towards going there, right? Mm-hmm. Your energy right. was perpetually transmutating in that direction and harmonizing with that land. And so you were connecting more often and you were almost growing in tandem with it because that was your goal. That's where you wanted your energy to be. Now the energy of the land is continuing to change. And before when you were connecting all the time, that change was okay because you were you were connected with it as it changed. Now that you've been out here, <clears throat> you're growing and changing in a foreign way, sort of, to that land. Right. And that makes probably not connecting it with it to such a degree, you know, as often. And so it's still morphing and changing. But you're morphing and changing in a totally disconnected manner. And so now when you try to connect, you don't even recognize it. It's interesting that you say that because that's a really prime example. The other example we used is when, um, like, just, I mean, you and I both know, it just seems like so many different marriages are in this crossroads time frame. And so we were talking about how if you don't make time to grow in tandem together, if you don't mm-hmm. make that time, this person's energy is shifting and changing and this person's energy is shifting and changing, but they're doing it just like that land in you. It, they're doing it in completely right. separate manners. And then you try to come back together and it's just not the same fit that it used to be. And you're like, what the hell just happened to us? And people forget that if you could just learn to work energetically, that you can bring them back in harmony in most cases. I mean, if you were connected enough to be married at one point, you can bring those energies back, especially if you haven't let it go to the point. I mean, some people let it go when it's years and years and years and years and years. And they're just like, I don't even care about bringing it back together now because the changes are so vastly different. <clears throat> but the marriages um, of people that I know right now or clients that come in that I'm working with, that kind of thing, um, they're all fairly, it seems like most of them are fairly new, you know. And so there's not any reason that, <laughs> there's not any reason that they shouldn't be able to uh, bring it back together again, you know. So, um okay. And so it's just interesting. I've had quite a few uh, clients coming in that are in that phase. And, of course, if you say perpetual transmutation of energy, they look at you like you have three heads. And they go, <laughs> how do I fix it? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, <clears throat> like, you have, you have really, <clears throat> excuse me, you guys have really found a way to handle the marriage thing, I think. Um, yeah. So, what and I don't know that you ever knew the term perpetual transmutation of energy, but you you've gotten it on the natural level, so it doesn't really matter. Like, what do you find kind of are the signs that maybe that's happening? Because you you both tend to you do tend to catch it before it gets to be a problem, which is the key to marriage. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, there's a perfect ex- example of you know just uh, just a couple like you know a week ago or so. Um, you know, I, I was getting these messages and all of this, uh, visions and stuff that, you know, things are sort of, um, pulling apart a little bit. And, and, uh, so I, you know, I, I said, well, I didn't realize this was happening. And I talked to my husband, I said, okay, uh, you know, let's, 
what's going on. Let's talk about the business. Let's talk about how you're doing, you know, um, what's going on in your life and how is that affecting you and, you know, how's, I'll tell you how it's affecting me. And we um, we always do this where we'll, you know, if we start getting into a routine of um, he comes home, I have dinner ready, he eats, you know, we all eat, then we watch TV. And, you know, when we start getting into this pattern of just being together and not talking or communicating at all, um, and it happens every so often, you know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll both life. recognize it. Yeah, <laughs> we'll both recognize it and we stop and say, okay, have we even been spending time with each other? I mean, we're spending time together, but it's not with each other, you know. And nice. So we'll, yeah, <clears throat> there is we'll a big talk, difference. Yeah, and so we'll talk about that. And, you know, um, and <laughs> I didn't even realize that he he felt like I was just pushing him out of the uh, sacred light of Sedona, you know, where he just wasn't really being a part of things because I was just handling things on my own, thinking he was overwhelmed already with work, you know. And that's so much of the time that's what happens, just that miscommunication. You think you're doing something good for the person. They're like, why won't you let me be a part of it? (laughs) Exactly. Why are you shutting me out? And you're like taking on the whole load because you don't want to bother them. And so I think – you know, that's a huge key for people in any relationship. Even you and I have to do that stuff. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting that, you know, I mean, it's not even a thought. It, it really does come from a place of love and, you know, where I don't want him to be overwhelmed. But in doing that and not even thinking of how he's going to truly feel or asking him, you know, and that's, that's the one thing that I am learning is, Asking the other person, whether it be my husband or anybody else, how do you want this done? How would you like to see this done? You know, if right. you had a choice, what would you like to be done? Uh, and so, you know, and go ahead. And so, in doing that, what's happening is you're instead of having him and his energy transmutating all on its own, and you like two separate pillars, kind of just or two separate trees growing totally separate of one another because the growth is going to happen. The change is going to happen. You're actually kind of reaching over and sharing energy so that you can begin to grow in harmony again. And so that way as the, as the cells, the particles, the molecules are, are shifting and changing and growing, they can do it in harmony with one another and grow almost in tandem. <clears throat> I mean, you're going to be growing on your own. It's not like you become his or he becomes yours, but but instead of it being totally separate, when you do that reaching out and you spend time together rather than just in the same room, <clears throat> um, or spend time with each other rather than together, or however you beautifully put it, that was fabulous. Um, you know, it creates that growth so that it's harmonious with one another and you have that connection. That's how you re- literally reestablish that connection, that energetic connection. And so that's super powerful. And you don't have to understand it for it to work, which is the beautiful part, you know, because so, you never yeah, heard this. I had no before, clue. I, guess. I, I, I had That's no so clue. funny. Jessica and I spent all the time in the world together, and she has no <laughs> the stuff. I she's like, I never heard that before. But yet, people that I've only taught once are like, Oh, I heard her talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, is there anything else you would like to share with us? Because we're down to about eight minutes. 
what do you feel about the energy shifting and changing always and and that kind of thing and how does sacred geometry affect it do you think anything with that that you would like to share because we did have somebody ask about how does sacred geometry affect the shifting molecules and you know one thing i did want to um to comment when i heard you uh talk about the different vibrations of the different shapes um you know yes there are there are higher vibration ones but don't rule out the grounding ones like the cube you know don't rule that out mm-hmm. that is such a powerful such a they're powerful, all very powerful um, yes yeah and you know when you put them all together that's when you're in harmony with the whole spectrum of um you know, of alignment, and uh, and it just, I just wanted to bring that up, because it almost, you I'm know, everyone you wants to reach, yeah, everyone wants to reach for the higher, you know, I, I want the higher consciousness, I want the, you know, higher vibrations, but um, you don't want to be too far out there, because then it's really hard to get back down well, and to it's, earth and, and ground, right. you know. That's a huge and I actually, yeah, I actually the, had one client, if I can share really quickly. Yes. Sorry. He was working working so much on, you know, he wanted to be with the higher consciousness. He wanted to raise his vibration, raise his vibration. So for the past six months, he's working on meditating and being out there, you know. And, uh, and yeah, and so he had a nice uh, aura. However, his chakras were way out of balance. And, you know, we had to work on the root chakra because he needed grounding so badly. His root chakra was at 10% out of 100. And uh, so, you know, he saw that and he said, wow, I've been, I've been working on going out so much I forgot to work on going into the core of Mother Earth. And I said, yeah, balance. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's something for whatever reason came up as something to share. I think that's really important. That. Yeah, I'm glad you did. Um, What people need to remember is that you live here on Earth. You know, that's one of the things we see so often with the center and with just being in Sedona and that kind of thing. Everybody's trying to get out there. Everybody's trying to be enlightened, out of 3D. They're not earthbound. They're not whatever. Well, you know, you chose to come to Earth for a reason. Why are you – It's what I find is the people who are always seeking that higher, 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 higher thing aren't allowing themselves to enjoy anything of Earth. They're seeing it, Earth as this horrible, unenlightened thing, and that's just not true. If you can't see the enlightened part of Earth, perhaps you need to just stop looking outside because you're avoiding. <laughs> you don't, if you can't, if you can't really see the beauty and the light and the love that's that's here and connect with Mother Earth, then you are not ready to move up the scale. And moving up the scale doesn't mean that you're getting better and better and better. It means that, you know, because different things carry higher frequencies, it doesn't mean one's better than the other. It's just like the guitar strings. The, the strings that play the lower notes, they're not worse than the other ones that play the higher notes. <laughs> It's just a different frequency or vibration that resonates from them. And so when I talk about the different shapes being a higher frequency, it is exactly like the strings of a guitar. So if you only had the top two strings of a guitar, what kind of music could you play? It would kind of suck. You know? I like that. So Well, and that's, I like that's that. the truth. It's, there's exactly, there's five strings or seven strings on the guitar, I believe, five or well, there's wow. five and then i think there's i guess there's eight there's an eight string guitar and so um 
yeah, you just, it's because we're talking about frequency and vibration, and that's exactly what musical instruments put off, is frequency and vibration. That's what makes the sound. So it is identical to what we're talking about. So I think it's really important that you brought that up because I think sometimes people mistake when we talk about higher frequencies as in it like received a higher grade or something. <laughs> it's just well, literally just a programmed. higher frequency. Yeah, we've just yeah, been I guess so. to want Everybody's, to see higher, you know. And, you know, we have that that fabulous couple up the road from the center, Laris and his wife. I forget her name. I'm horrible with names. I'm so sorry. But this gentleman builds these big copper geometrical shapes, sacred geometry shapes that you actually can get in and meditate. And so, you know, we, Jessica and Jose, our massage therapist, and I went and we visited him to see his work to see if we maybe could combine it somehow with the center. And, uh, and so he said, you know, I have three different shapes that you can you can meditate in if you would like. I have three of them set up right now. And so there was one that was very high frequency, one that was fairly high frequency, and one that was actually the lowest vibration in the set. And and for me, um, because I'm always out there, I went into the cube, which is the one that is the most grounding of the frequencies. And uh, And so... I found it to be very powerful because I'm always resonating with the higher frequencies. And and so that doesn't make me better than it makes me less grounded then. <laughs> so I really needed to go to that lower vibration and that, that more uh, grounding shape. And and so Jessica went to the higher frequency and I went to the very lowest one. And, and it was really quite powerful for both of us. Um, I'm going to go ahead and mute Jessica because I think she's probably dropping Aiden off at school. And, uh, yep, you got it. <laughs> would you like me to mute you now? We're almost done. We've got about two minutes yes. left. So, yes, all thank right. you guys. Thank you for calling in. And that was a really uh, important thing to be said, so thank you. So, all right. Love to Aiden and a good day at school for him. And uh, all right. So with our last two minutes, I guess we're not doing our meditation today. I'm so sorry, you guys. I, I do lose track of time sometimes. Um I promise we'll do one tomorrow. I promise, promise, promise. So before we had too much time, now we don't have enough time. So, okay, so this has been a little taste test, I guess, of the universal law stuff. This is just one of seven, and maybe we'll, maybe we'll do the different universal laws for the for the shows today. Maybe that'll just be our topic. So, um, you know, you guys on the on the Truth Light page of Blog Talk, you can click and connect with my Facebook page. I'm going to try to post some pictures of of what I woke up to today because it's amazing. Um, remember to check us out at sacredlightofsedona.com. Mysticaltruth.com just has issues, but I'll be working on it in the next couple of days. That's my site. You can always find me through sacredlightofsedona.com. And also, I always want to toss out there, holisticnaturalco.com and the cookbook on there, Eat Conscious and Be Merry. Those supplements in that cookbook will help you get back on track if you're trying to figure out the gluten-free, dairy-free, just feeling a little bit better. That's actually, gluten-free, dairy-free is actually a very high-frequency diet. So if you're trying to shift your frequency and feel better energetically, that that manner of eating will assist you, and Spring Rain Peony is very good at helping you figure that path out. So, uh, again, holisticnaturalco.com. So, uh, so you've got all of us there. You've got Jessica, Spring, myself, all in the websites covered. I hope you guys will join us tomorrow. 
and uh, I think we'll probably pick another universal law and talk about it. And uh, you know, check out the Hermetic principles. That's that's kind of where this stuff comes from, I believe. Very ancient teachings, and uh, I look forward to talking to you guys again tomorrow. And definitely message me with any questions or topic ideas. All right, we will talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody.